Leave my Spotify reviews, please. I want Spotify reviews, please. We really need some more reviews from you. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to another Dear Shandy Love is Blind recap, listeners. Hello, Andy. You got it. <laughs> no hesitation this no. time. Yeah, it's You're starting to roll off the tongue. A little more smoothly than it has. Yeah. And now we can um, roll off smoothly. <laughs> oh, not working. So we are recapping Seattle part two of Love is Blind season four today. We're even more behind than we were last week. Yeah, but we're always the same amount behind. That's true. Yeah. We started behind. Yeah, we're at the same place. We're mm-hmm. just going at the same pace as the leaders, but behind. Yes. And I got to say, this already is the max number of episodes I feel I can watch of this show per week. It's not good, but I will say this. Every time... We're about to watch it. I'm like, oh, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. I go into it very positively. Yeah. And it's not It's not that I don't enjoy it. No, it's not. When I say it's not good, I mean, not good is like, that's the bar. It's, <laughs> it's Basically, what I'm saying is it's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get going. I'm going to try to really plow through some of the earlier details because I know no one cares. People pretty much just want us to get to the end. Yeah. Except for the true shandies who are like, it doesn't matter how behind you are. I don't even think they care about the show or recap. Oh, that's cute. And then the other people have just left. <laughs> I feel like some shandies are like, oh, that's nice. You do your love is blind recap. We don't care. We'll just watch. <laughs> this is us doing art that's being put on the fridge yeah. out yeah. of sympathy. The parents are always going to like it. No yeah. matter what you draw, you could draw the biggest piece of crap <laughs> ever. They're yeah. going to be like, that's the most amazing artwork I've ever seen. And that's how the true Shandy oh, see this. Oh, that's nice. This is what we're doing here is a terrible macaroni painting of yes, an elephant. exactly. All right. So episode nine, we're back in Seattle. This is after Chelsea's birthday party slash what we called the reject party last week we pick up with jackie and marshall (sighs) okay so they return home i'm really gonna try to do this fast Mm. marshall pretty much asks her what does she need from him and she's like marshall i don't want to talk about this i want to go to bed i'm tired this is important because she uses this against him later (laughs) and this ends with no solution this is they're, they're honestly and i mean of course they don't work out so i don't feel bad saying this sometimes you never know if they do end up together you're like should i talk about how bad i think they are together they're so terrible together all of their conflict never gets resolved it just ends up with one of them being like oh i love you and the other one's like oh i love you too And they don't actually solve their problems. And in this case, Jackie just comes up from behind him and hugs him and is like, just love me. She just wants to go to bed. Yeah. She wants to shut him up. She wants to shut him up. She doesn't want to deal with it. It's always on her terms. You notice that? And you know what I find really irritating about Jackie is that she's acting like he's wronged her somehow. The way she's treating it is like he cheated on her or he treats her badly. Yeah. Or he doesn't do anything for her of kindness. Yeah. But the reality is, he's, he's literally doing everything he can to make her happy. He's done nothing to wrong her. The worst thing he's done is asked her to talk about how bad their relationship yeah. is. Yeah, or in this case, all he really wants from her is for her to tell him what her needs are. Yeah, it's un, it's the lowest <laughs> bar. It's The lowest bar. And she she's just not nice. No, to him anyway. Okay, so now Bliss and Zach are with his family. The gist is Bliss admires Zach's resilience, and he's always taken the up road. 
That's one, she, that's one not way her of wording. Saying, someone, yeah. I think it was one of his sisters or his aunt or someone who said the uproad. Anyway, Bliss obviously passes this test with flying colors. Yeah, they love her. Oh yeah. And now we hear a song that literally goes, "You are my co 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 pilot." Well, I, I wasn't sure. Is it a coco pilot? <laughs> Was that would be cool. Okay, so now we are back to Chelsea and Kwame. And you said, my favorite couple. That's really how we feel about them. I love watching them There's together. No, basically, nothing in this show makes me happy except Her. watching Chelsea and Kwame. Yeah. And, it and is- I'm not happy out of sickness. Like, I'm a sick person. <laughs> But it gives me it gives me sick and entertainment. They're shopping for clothes. And in his confessional, Kwame says he feels like he tries to do and say the right thing, but always seems to be met with confrontation. Mm. And I got to say, I, I feel that, too. You know, sometimes someone says something and you're like, wow, you have it all wrong. Like, that's Jackie. Yeah. Whenever Jackie says something, I'm like, you have it all wrong. In this case, I feel that from Chelsea, too. Like, it's she's so quick to misunderstand what he means yeah there's a real miscommunication constant micro miscommunication between the two yeah he says he feels like he's always in her space and it feels suffocating Mm. anyway he says that's a tough look about she comes out in this cool outfit and she's like she takes issue with this and is like just say you're beautiful you know (sighs) and he says he was trying to compliment her that tough look was actually good good it's like you look bad yeah you look good (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I think it's badass or something. No, you just look bad. Like that's a bad look. <laughs> I think maybe she was thinking like he said that's a that's a rough look. Mm. Like it's that's rough. Yeah. But why would you say that? No one's going to say that. Yeah, but so even that I, I don't want to pick them apart too much because we have a long way to go obviously. But even that like if I came out and you were like let's say you were saying that you didn't like my look. I would be like, what don't you like about it? I really like it. I'm, you know, what is it that you don't like? I wouldn't take issue with the fact that you didn't like it and be like, just say I'm beautiful. Well, that's the thing. It's like no one wants that. No one should want that. No one should want just false compliments. No. I want my friends and loved ones to tell me the truth. I don't want to just be like buttered up. They have chocolate covered strawberries here. Yeah. I couldn't help but wonder if this was provided by the store. And if so, I want to know what store this is. They were very big. You notice how huge those strawberries were? You know what those were? West Coast strawberries. Totally. Those look good. Hand fruit. It's a hand fruit. Hand fruit. It's a fruit you eat with the whole hand. <laughs> As opposed to just a couple of fingers. Yeah. Finger finger fruit is like a raspberry or blueberry mm-hmm. or a blackberry. I've never heard this before in my life. Yeah. Hand fruit. Hand fruit's a pear, an apple. Uh, I get uh, it. In this case. I think yeah. I get it. Okay, so she says, are you going to feed me a strawberry? Tell me how much you love me. And Andy, you said, Chelsea's talent is not reading the room. Mm-hmm. Total disregard for the room. Yeah, it's just the body language. You know, there's always sort of subtext happening. And he's not in like, I want to feed you a strawberry and tell you how much I love you mode, I guess. Well, you know, what's funny. It's like there's a time. It's not funny. It's, it's it, what I've noticed in my life is that there are times when you're like upset in a relationship where yeah. you're like, I'm, I'm upset. Like, I'm not happy about this situation that's happening. And then the other person tries to make light of it to diffuse or kind of just be like, whatever, like, let's just be happy. Yeah. And there there are certain times where if you do that really well, with finesse, yeah. you can kind of get them out of it. Yes. But the way Chelsea does it is exactly the kind of way that makes people upset more. 
I mean, from what we've seen, and I think a, a larger problem is that it's constantly happening. And the thing that causes upsetness is often her. No. Like he was just complimenting her outfit. And instead of trying to understand why she bristles. No. So the, the tension is maintained because of her. And then she's the one to be like, so are you going to tell me how much you love me? It's like, what, you're not over it? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's She's doing... There are a lot of things that Chelsea does that are textbook wrong things to do I in agree. a relationship. I agree. And I don't. And I, I think Chelsea is. I, she I, seems I'm, like a nice person. You know what? I'm not going to say I think. Yeah. Chelsea is a wonderful, good human being. I know Absolutely. that. There's yes. no question. Maybe too good. She doesn't even. Res- <laughs> meh, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but her communication in relationships could really use some work. Yeah, based on what we're seeing with the cameras around and all that. Yeah. But agreed. She insists on feeding him a strawberry, even though he insists he's full. No. I can't stand that. Oh, no, I don't want to eat anymore. No. Yeah. Stop feeding me. Yeah. This happened last night at dinner it with did. your mom. I was like, you should have this last bite. It's a really good, look, good looking bite. And yeah. you're like, no, I don't want anymore. And, and then I tried to give it to you and you're like, no. And then I stopped. I noticed that. I thought there was going to be a third attempt and that would have started a problem. <laughs> I just didn't want to see that perfect bite go to waste. Yeah. I did eventually eat it. <laughs> you did. Yeah. But, but on your time. Yeah, 10 minutes later. <laughs> he brings up how that morning he had asked if Chelsea was feeling all right. And she responded, do I sound all right? Yeah. Like a perfect example of how he ends up stepping in doo-doo just by asking, like, good morning. How are yeah. you? She retaliates big time, accuses him of nitpicking. But he says it always feels like she's ready to confront him, that she, quote, chases the fight. And she says, I'm just direct. Hmm. And now he says, I mean, I loved this response. He says there's a big difference between being direct and being confrontational. True. He says, for example, him saying, do I look or sound okay?" is not being direct. Correct. It's a perfect example. And it's not even like he's using some other example. He's using the very example that he first brought up. Well, the the annoying thing about what Chelsea said is that she's the opposite of that. She's usually, she usually leads with passive aggression. Yes. Which is the opposite of direct. Literally, like, well, it's, there's many opposites of direct, I guess. Passive aggressive (laughs) is one of the ones that shares that spectrum. Yes. Oh, oh, you're done. (laughs) I'm done. Yeah. You took a breath. You know, sometimes you say something and then you're like. <gasps> yeah, I didn't breathe enough during that sentence. So I was left <laughs> you're, breathless. You're catching I don't know up. if it was worth it. He talks about having little to no reprieve. Like he has, doesn't have his own space he can go to. He- I, I really wonder, like I, okay, a couple things about Kwame. One is, for me, the jury's come back with a verdict. Kwame's a good guy. I don't yes. know what people were talking about. I completely They agree. judged him based on that one pool or, situation. Oh, wait. Another thing that we've heard they're judging him on is that he apparently applied for Married right. at First Sight at one point in the right. past. And also, he applied to Love is Blind in Seattle when he lives in Portland. Uh, I do not see why that's... I don't see that, why that's uh, a big deal. Why is that a problem? Do I think that he might be a cloud chaser? Do I think that he might be trying to gain back some of that like you know dopamine rush from his soccer mm-hmm. career? Yes. yes. Well, I've already said that. And yes. I think that's human. Who cares? Yeah. He's a good guy otherwise. Like he hasn't shown himself to be a bad person in any way. As a matter of fact, he's not only a good guy, but if I was a woman on this show, I would pick him. It would be between him and Brett. Uh-huh. And I would I would be torn. I would be torn. Yeah. <laughs> good. Okay. Do people care? My, <laughs> which man I would like to marry on this show? 
Yeah, it really bothers me when people are like, well, he applied to Love is Blind Seattle when he lives in Portland. He should have been therefore willing to move to Seattle. It's like there's so many more nuances to it than that. That Okay, so when I applied for The Bachelor and went on The Bachelor and I wasn't wild about the fact that my bachelor had a daughter. And the internet came after me. Oh, like, well, why are you there you. then yeah. if you knew that he had a daughter? When you first go into something like this, you're not like, well, I'm definitely going to end up engaged and going to be moving to whatever city. You you do this shit on a lark. And let's let's be honest here. At least at least 51% of the contestants who go on any of these shows are doing it for the wrong reasons. Absolutely. The, the wrong reasons, yeah. whatever those may mm-hmm. be. The most you can hope for is that they're actually open-minded and actually single and actually, you know, are willing to maybe get married out of it. Yeah. How many people are literally just sitting at home one day and they're like, God, I just can't meet anybody. You know what I need to do? I need to go on TV. Yeah, so true. Yeah. Something tells me Kwame isn't hurting dating in Portland. He's having a third life crisis like I had when I went on The Bachelor. And he's like, I'll go on this adventure. It's not like- It's a once in a lifetime thing. It's it's replacing some of the the draw, you know, that that excitement from his his soccer days. What's what's wrong with this guy? Totally What's agree. wrong? Totally agree. Okay. I think it, people agree now, so I shouldn't be like no. so angry, because I think most people agree that Kwame's okay. Well, now. yeah. Well, the, the reason why we're talking about this is because when we did defend him last week, people came back with these reasons. Oh. You think that most of the people on these shows haven't applied for more than one show? That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And if you nitpick a person's character by how they like decided to go on a reality show or what other reality show they were on, then you're 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 just throwing out the whole criteria you should be judging them I, on because everyone's got problems there. <laughs> Are you lumping me into that pile? (laughs) You're the only exception. Okay, so Brett and Tiffany are with his friends. Not a ton to say here other than that they clearly love each other very much. I Mm. did love how Tiffany specified... I needed someone who understands struggle but isn't complacent with their life. There's so much specificity. So much. In what they like about each other, how they feel seen by each other, what they they were looking for. so adult. Oh, man. My dream is to have them for a love fest one day. Yeah. Because I, I think really they'll give like that. really good answers. They would give, yeah, no answers would be like, oh, I never thought of that. Yeah. It would just be like, here you go. Boom, boom. I'm going to do a side side thing here. <laughs> that one? Yeah, I'm going there. I'm going, I'm going to camera three. Okay. Excuse me. Hi, Tiffany and Brett. <laughs> um, Charlene and I have discussed this and we really like you guys and we think you would be perfect on our love fest. Mm-hmm. So I beseech you, please reach out or respond to potential future DMs you may get <laughs> and uh, join us. Yeah. Thank you. We would love that. Thank you for listening. Paul and Micah are at a restaurant. It's pretty much them talking about closet space and how blown away by how many clothes Micah has. Paul is. Wait, was that really bad grammar? Yeah. By how blown away Paul is by how many clothes Micah has. <laughs> I recovered there. I thought this was a very relatable conversation. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's you. Yeah, with us, I just kind of came to accept the fact that my closet experience was going to be very limited. It's funny how, like, where do you think the stuff comes from? Like, and I know for you, you're different. Like, I dated guys who I think were sort of blown away by how many clothes I had, but they also loved that I would have all these looks and, you know, there's so much variety and things. But it's like you don't get one without the other. Oh, no, no, I get it. I, I understand. I've accepted it. Yeah. I totally accept that. I am like, you know what? It's like I have like servants' quarters. <laughs> 
Paul has changed his tune about Scottsdale. He says if his job can go remote, he would consider it, which is, I think, a big deal. Big deal. And this cues music that goes, I'm so sick of my head aching. Those are the lyrics. Who isn't (laughs) sick of their head aching? Who likes a headache? That's a good point. (laughs) I'm not sick. I'm enjoying my head aching. It's a good ache about the head. Zach and Bliss meet her mom and sisters. This is pretty much Zach talking about how great Bliss is and her mom is in tears, which is super cute. I really liked the women in her family, like this side of the family. Yeah, this side. Her sister says Bliss is worth more than her weight in gold. And this turned into a tangent between us about what Bliss would actually be worth if she were her weight in gold. (laughs) (laughs) Zach reveals the arena stuff now and Andy you didn't know why he was telling them this you felt it was unimportant yeah he has a way of like I think when he's a little nervous talking he just keeps going about things yeah shouldn't say I totally agree there's a really sweet moment where after Zach touches on his upbringing and how he struggled with feeling accepted her mother says well if bliss chooses you I'll be your mom too that was sweet That's nice. What I love is the takeaway of her mom saying, you know, yes, it's fast. Yes, I'm a little concerned. But overall, I default to trusting bliss. Mm -hmm. That's good parenting right there. Yes. Overall, okay, yeah, I have my misgivings. I'm a little concerned, but I trust her. I trust how I raised her. I trust the person she is. We do not get that from her father later on. No, no. Chelsea and Kwame meet her family now. Kwame calls them a bunch of Chelsea's. (laughs) Is that good or bad? Her mom asks to steal him away, which we thought was super bachelory. Oh, totally. She I think she's this, taking a cue. Yeah. She watches The Bachelor. Yeah. She's like, is this the part where I say, can I steal you away? And they're like, no, 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 no. It's a different show, a different show. We learned during this conversation that Kwame had a pet squirrel growing up. Oh, my. Of course Kwame had a pet squirrel. Why wasn't this talked about Can more? I tell you something? There's not a human being on earth. Yeah. If they tell me that they had a pet squirrel growing up, that I won't like them. I don't care what they've done. Mass oh. murderers. I don't even care. You have a pet squirrel. You're my friend. Yeah. Well, I would go a step further. And because this didn't end up happening, no one could tell me that they had a pet squirrel growing up and I'm not going to have follow up questions about that. Yeah, no questions. I would have they would literally have to reschedule the whole production (laughs) because I I would never stop talking about the squirrel. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't happen. And you don't go to the pet store and buy a squirrel. No, you have to like saying you have a gerbil. You have to get a baby squirrel from like it's lost or like its mother left him. Is that the only way? Yeah, they don't sell squirrels. It's not like a No, pet. I know they don't sell squirrels, but it's the only way to get a, it at a baby like stage. I think there's probably stage. some animal shelters where maybe they happen to have an injured baby squirrel that I they could... I don't think that you can go to an animal shelter and be like, yeah, I'll take that squirrel. I think you basically have to go find a baby squirrel that's been abandoned or lost. <laughs> go find. Yeah, you got to go on a squirrel, baby squirrel hunt. <laughs> and you just have to take it and nurture it. And, and it has to believe that you're the mom or dad or whatever. And, and that's how it works. It's unbelievably cute. I mean, there's almost nothing cuter than a baby squirrel. I agree. And this is coming from a cat lover. I mean, honestly, between a baby kitten and a cute, by the way, there's some baby kittens that I don't find baby as kitten. cute. A baby, no, a baby, like a little, <laughs> a less, more kitten, kitten. Um, I, I, I find that the, the, the baby squirrel is on average cuter than the average kitten. Oh, yeah. Wow, those are strong words coming from you. Yeah. I could tell as you were saying those words that you weren't sure if you believed I, them. I, so, yeah, I had a, I was, I felt that there you was some insincerity, but then I realized, no, it is true. I, I do think, okay, that, okay. sort of. 
Not sure. I'm not, <laughs> not sure. Not a ton of conviction coming through. It's, You're just trying to make a point. We it's like a comparing point. two five-star restaurants. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's just different. Different okay. food. Okay. But yeah, no follow-up questions about the squirrels. Unbelievable. <laughs> so you know what I was thinking about the other day, Charlene? What were you worrying your pretty little head about? Are you patronizing me? <laughs> well, it just so happens that I was thinking about how annoying it is to make smoothies and how I don't do it because it's too much of a pain in the ass. You really never make smoothies, actually. Sometimes <laughs> when you're like, oh, do you want a smoothie? I'm like, yes, I do. Actually, you never turn me down when I offer no, you a smoothie. No, I like smoothies, but I don't want to make them. Mm-hmm. I do not want to make it. It's annoying. And also, you have to have the right ingredients on hand. It's not like you're just like, oh, I'll whip up a smoothie. But if you don't have the right stuff in the house, you're going to somehow magically yeah. make this delicious smoothie. Well, it would put like chicken in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> chicken. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. Yeah, just skipped chicken. a chicken. There could have been other things on the yeah, way to yeah. chicken. But this is why we're such big fans of bump and blends. And I am obsessed with these. They're basically, they, they look like the size and shape of a good sized ice cube. But inside are real ingredients, fresh ingredients, well, that, that which are then frozen. And you throw them in your blender with your milk of choice. And then you just blend it. I love how they are, you know, dispersed into these cubes, right? So that you don't just have this big mass of frozen thing that won't break down in your blender. And also you can keep it for a long time. Yes. How many times have we had bags of spinach turn into like black oh, mush I know. in the refrigerator, but we never used them. We I didn't mean, get around to it. Yeah, I'm one of those people. I always feel very optimistic at the beginning of the week. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy baby spinach and we're going to make lots of smoothies and be really mm. healthy. No, we're and just going to have rotten spinach. Uh, and their flavors are really yummy, but it's not just, they're not just a pretty yummy face. They mm. also do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I liken bumping <laughs> blends to? What do you liken bumping blends to, Andy? A perfect marriage of supplements and deliciousness. Mm-hmm. Because bumpin' blends were created by a dietitian and they're approved by nutritionists to target specific things that you might have issues with. So that could be stress or focus or energy. Digestion, skin and hair, mood. <laughs> Why did you say mood like that, Andy? Oh, I don't know. You really are hitting a couple of birds with one stone with this. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say the flavors are on point. So if you want to see a smoothie change your life, or maybe you just want a really yummy, easy breakfast, Bumpin' Blends smoothie cubes are for you. Head to bumpinblends.com and use promo code SHANDY to save 25% off your first order. That's 25% when you go to bumpinblends, B-U-M-P-I-N-B-L-E-N-D-S.com and use promo code SHANDY. So Charlene, have you noticed... That I have been speaking Spanish in public more often. Oh my God, actually did happen. Yeah. We're not kidding. This happened yesterday. It did. We were in a shop and even though the storekeeper definitely spoke English, they also clearly spoke Spanish and you broke into Spanish and it was fantastic. Yeah. You had a little exchange. And I genuinely can thank Babel for that. Is yeah. that a thing? Did they tell us to say that? <laughs> No, it's true. You know, it's not just about the daily lessons, you know, 10 minutes a day with Babbel, you can work on your language skills. It's also the muscle memory and the confidence you build just doing that because they have this incredible speech recognition technology. So it's not just you reading and hearing. You're also saying the words. You just build your confidence. And you know what? I actually learned a decent amount of Spanish years and years ago, Mm -hmm. like 10 years ago. I kind of had a lot of vocabulary and some grammar and I could speak Spanish, but I was so sick of people, Spanish speaking people, hearing me intro in Spanish and then starting to speak English to me because my accent was so bad. That's why their speech recognition technology is so helpful. They're really focused on your pronunciation. And I was going to get to that, but you you took my thunder. (laughs) 
Plus, you can choose from 14 different languages. That is a great selection. And their lessons are created by 150 language experts. So instead of using AI, we all know how I feel about AI, Mm. but a lot of language learning apps do use AI. And these lessons are created by language experts, 150 of them. That's a lot of experts. Yes. That's a a room, a room. The room has to be very big to fit that many experts. Yes. And let's be honest, everyone has 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. Just cut down your TikTok scrolling by yeah. like 15%. It's That's so true. It. And learn a language. This is one of the ways in which your phone is really your friend. Mm-hmm. You have it with you all the time. It's not like you have to be by your computer. It's not like you have to physically go to a language lesson or course or whatever. Yeah. On your phone, you're on the subway, you're commuting. Like, come on. You know what this is like? This is like one of those friends you have that you kind of you really don't like. But- <laughs> But there's one good thing about them. Yeah. Just like a friend of yours who knows the bouncer at this club where you always <laughs> like to go. And everything else about them sucks. Yeah. That's your phone. And Babel is that bouncer. The bouncer? The ba- Babel's the friend who knows the bouncer? No, Babel's the part of that friend that knows the bouncer. <laughs> Babel's the part of the friend. So Babel is the language learning app that has sold over 10 million subscriptions. So right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Dear Shandy. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Dear Shandy for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. So now we're at seven days till weddings. The ladies and gents go shopping for their wedding day garments. The big event here is that Jackie isn't with the women and yet Marshall is with the guys. Hmm. And so T- Tiffany reports this to Brett. She texts him saying, Jackie isn't here, is Marshall there? Brett pulls Marshall aside to tell him, which we agreed was the right thing to do. Yes. 100%. Brett's always on point. Yeah. And now this episode wraps the cliffhanger here is Jackie and Josh, him bringing her roses. And he says losing her was his biggest regret. And he loves her. Blah. There wasn't enough buildup to this. I don't even recall one conversation between them in the pods. This is what I will say. I bet you that Jackie, and I haven't seen anything. I'm just guessing that Jackie's been doing the, the circuit, trying to redeem herself from this edit. I have a feeling, and I'm trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, mm. that there was more to the Josh thing than what happened. Because what it looks like is she had this guy who was wasted. Mm-hmm and inappropriate and just rude and confrontational come up to her and just drunkenly hit on her Mm -hmm. for five minutes and then that turned her. Yeah, but she does like aggression. She likes aggression, but I have a feeling like I'm just trying to give her something here because she's not looking good. But I have a feeling there must have been something more than that because it looks bad. Well, even if I go back to the pods, right? She told Marshall that there was someone else there who said that he was going to leave if it wasn't her. Right. And that turned out to be Josh. Yeah. But we really got none of that. None of that. We didn't see him saying that. We didn't see their connection build. So while I want to really hate on this, I also feel like we almost strategically haven't been given all the information. But nothing can hide the execution of Jack of how Jackie no, handles this. Not, no, she has, there's no excuse for that. I'm yeah. just saying that there might be more to the story about how she got into Josh. Yeah, and how maybe how into Josh she was. You know, on our first recap, I touched on this actually, when Marshall was like, oh, there's someone else who said that to you, I'm going to go confront him. He had a big problem with Josh saying, if it's not you, I'm leaving. Yeah. And he thought that was manipulative. He pretty much like fought to get Jackie for himself. Mm -hmm. We didn't know Marshall well enough for me to be like, 
oh, Marshall's Marshall, the yeah. way I feel now, right? Yeah. So I wasn't necessarily defending him or Josh. I yeah. just thought it was a little like, you can let the the lady who's being fought over decide who's right for her. You don't need to go fight a battle because you want to win her. You know what I mean? Right. I was with you on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Then and now. Okay. Anyway, my point being, I don't think my tune has really changed since then. What won her over, she, she was so wowed by that aggression, right? She thought, oh, he really wants me. He really likes me. But that actually, now we've seen more of him, was so little out of character for him to do that. He's more of a sensitive guy, but he isn't really that aggressive. In a good way, by the way. I'm not saying this in a critical way. And it goes to show that you should... There's a very tropey thing I'm about to say, but it goes to show you should always be yourself. And someone should choose you as much as you choose them. Yes. You shouldn't have to go and eliminate all the other options for them to make sure they choose you. I'm no. not criticizing Marshall at all in this situation, by the way. I think Jackie's 100% the bad guy. I just think it, it's funny. Like, we talked about this three weeks ago, and we're seeing how that played out now. By interfering, he, like, interfered with the course of nature. Well, he screwed up the experiment. He entered a new variable into an experiment that was totally controlled and mm. was working fine. And that's not the way you do it. You just let the experiment run its course. Yeah. You have to let the results land where they may. You can't see that it's going towards a certain direction. Be like, oh, I don't like that. I'm going to push it this way. Yes. And that's what Marshall did. Yeah. And therefore, the experiment ended up in a result that's not true. And that result is him and Jackie being together. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth in that. And we're not, again, not criticizing Marshall. We love Marshall. But I do think that him doing that was out of character for him. And it showed her, she really liked it, by the way. Yeah. She was like, oh, he really likes me. He's so aggressive. He went and told that other guy to, to you know, sawed off. <laughs> trying to watch my mouth. Sawed off? Is that, <laughs> is that a British? British? Yeah, sawed off. Get sawed off? Sawed off. Well, that's good. Yeah. Not one of the best ones, but it's good. All right, so moving on now to episode 10. This is the lunch continued, the lunch with the roses. Mm. Jackie in her confessional says she was immediately attracted to Josh. And you and I were like, oh. She likes the caveman. She does. She wants caveman. Absolutely. She does. That's so well put. She wants a guy who's like, oh, you're mine. Can I be honest with you? Come with me. I'm putting you over my shoulder. If Jackie went in the time machine back to like, a million BC. Yeah. And she literally was like dragged by a caveman back to his cave. <laughs> yeah. I'm fully confident that she'd be kind of into it. 100%. She would be like, he wants me the most. Yeah. Look at him. He Look at this. Look at the aggression. Look at the confidence mm-hmm. he's showing. Yeah. Totally agree. And he's going to protect her because he's very strong and tough and manly. Yeah. And to her credit, she admits this to Josh. She says Marshall's too sensitive for her. I don't love her. She's so quick to turn on a dime and just confide in Josh about Mm. Marshall, who she's been building this with. Uh, He doesn't deserve this. It's really nasty. No one deserves this, but especially not Marshall, who is sensitive. And her version of the story is that when she told Marshall to boss up and be more aggressive, he left for three days. I wrote, this is a very irksome version of this story. Revisionist history. Yeah. It's all on her terms. She doesn't ever think about anyone but herself. Yeah. And we learn that Marshall doesn't know they're even talking. But hey, she's willing to see where this goes with Josh. That's and very backstabbing. He stands and they embrace and kiss. And we were like, wow, this is messed up. Okay, so back at suit shopping. So here, I'm going to do a song. You, oh. you give me the... Oh. Like a, Why is the song now? I got a song. Oh, okay. I've got a song for this. Okay. So they're standing up, embracing, kissing. 
Here's the song. Yeah. Why you gonna backstab me? <laughs> I didn't do anything to deserve this. <laughs> Back at suit shopping, meanwhile, Marshall, again, shopping for the suit he will wear to possibly get married to Jackie. Mm. He says, I couldn't even get the decency of a text message. So now we see a rare Lachey sighting. (laughs) Vanessa shows up with the women. Nick shows up with the ladies. We agreed here that we thought, Nick, I don't want to... I hate actually, I hate it when people do this with us. So maybe I'm going to bite my tongue and not say this. It was something about liking one of them better than the other, Nick and Vanessa. But I actually hate it when people do that with us. Because oh. I think as a married couple, like that's kind of messed okay. up. So let's so- do it now that we said that. <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. Oh, We're but everyone knows. But you made more of a way. Now everyone knows what you think. <laughs> no, you, no one knows what I was about to say. Everyone knows what you're about to say. No. Of course, I- everyone knows who's better. I don't want to say that because it actually like really gets to me when people do that with us. See, now all you've done is made it even worse. Well, no, I'm making a point. I'm making a point. I'm not going to say that. We're having a whole sidebar about (laughs) what you your opinion is about these two, which gives it much more weight. No, my point is is that people shouldn't pit married couples against each other. It's not a competition. That I agree with. Yes. Okay. So they are they're talking to the groups for like five minutes and they're like, hey, bye. It was a hard day at the office for yeah, the Lachey's. Man, they got to take it easy. Maybe a vacation's in order. During fittings, there's a lot of talk about feelings. Nothing much worth mentioning. I'm going to just do a quick Cliff's Notes. Shelby in her confessional says, Paul's a really nice guy and wouldn't hurt Micah. Sober Shelby? Sober Shelby is a different person. Wow. There's a moment where Micah and Patricia, her mother, talk about Patricia being there so... What we're getting from this is that Patricia maybe hasn't been well. Mm, yeah. I don't I don't know if we missed something. I will give it to the show that they don't try to exploit backstories like this. They let it happen naturally. Totally. That's a really good point. That's very unbachelory. Very unbachelory. If Micah were on The Bachelor, her mother having been sick or you know, I don't know. We don't know what that would her be mother the centerpiece of Micah. It would be Micah's main storyline. Main story. Yes. I totally agree. That's a good yeah. observation, Andy. Yeah, thank you. Well, Chelsea is crying in her dress now. Andy, you said you were very amused by women's reactions to wedding gowns. <laughs> do you want to explain this? I don't know if it needs to be explained. I don't think, yeah. What do I need to add to this? I mean, there's just a, an enormous amount of excitement. I've never seen so much, so much emotion. I kind of feel like I missed out on that. Well, you were doing it all alone. Yeah, but I'm really meant to do it alone. Like, I'm a really a solo shopper. Yeah, well, you, you missed out on, like, the crowd of people being like, oh, my God, that's the dress. No, uh, maybe. But what I missed out on was the feeling that I think you're supposed to get, you know, when you come out in the dress, you're like, this is the one, and you start crying. I never really had that. But that's, you don't, you're not that kind of person. You just don't. Well, yeah, but I thought, you know, because society tells you that you're going to have that experience. I blame society. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bottom line here. Society (laughs) let you down. Yeah. But I really went into it thinking, okay, I have an idea of what I want, but really what's going to tell me is my gut. Like I'm going to put it on and it's It's going to be this emotional reaction. Clouds are going to part. Yes. You're going to hear like heavenly choruses. Yes. But it turns out I'm still, I'm still me even when I try in wedding dresses. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you didn't have that experience. Yeah. But anyway, the point is, is that women seem to really, really, really get into wedding dresses. Mm -hmm. 
They do. And I think it's cute. Yeah. I'm not criticizing. It's, it's cute and it's noticeable. <laughs> Mar- I mean, there's a whole show. Say yes to the dress. It's a yeah. whole thing built around that. Yeah. Around tears. If you don't cry, it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Marshall comes home and he and Jackie talk now. She says, how are you? He says, I'm not good. And Andy, you said, why are you not good is what she should ask. Mm-hmm. But no. Nope. Jackie now tries to blame him for pressing her for answers after Chelsea's party. She, wow, this is expert I mean, level playing victim. But it's also such gaslighting. It's to the point where it's like comical. Yeah. It's a caricature of gaslighting. It's not even creative gaslighting. No. <laughs> it's really just the latest thing. It's like, what's the thing that I can blame you for? Oh, yeah, that last thing we experienced. Yeah. When you asked me what I need from you. That's what it was about, by the way. It, he wasn't keeping her up at night to talk about his feelings. It was about her feelings. What can I do to make you happier? What she's doing is cowardly and mean. It's it's taking the easy way out. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, listen, Marshall, you're a great guy. Yes. And like this whole experience has been wonderful, but I just don't think we're right for each other and I don't want to hurt you. And yeah. like, I think we need to part and let's just be friends and maybe we'll chill. But this is, I'm, gonna, we'll I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But well, instead, she's like, you're the one at fault for being so nice to me and asking me all these questions about why I'm not giving you the things that I should be giving you yes. in a relationship. Yeah. You're the bad guy. And why are you doing this to me? Why are you making me break up with you? Why are you being a dick? Yeah. It's all his fault. She can't be the bad guy, ironically, when she's everything she does. And I'm not saying, look, have all of us kind of danced in this arena before a little bit? Maybe some of us, at least a lot of us. But it's for an adult. It's very weak. Super weak. And I will say, like, the one time in my life where I've done this... I waited for him to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nice move. Nice move. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, of course. Because you're waiting for the catalyst, the thing that gets you out and you get you to be the wait. good guy. You know and what I mean? I like, also Yeah. Like, I'm not on my high horse about right and wrong and all this stuff. No. Like, we all know what she's doing. But what bothers me is that if the guy hasn't done something bad for you to break up with him over, yeah. then just be the bad guy. Yes. Don't the- turn what he's doing that's nice into something that's bad. That you should be breaking up with him over. And to be perfectly honest with you, the reason I know this is because I've kind of done it. Yes. I'm not I'm not all high and mighty. Yeah. I just have learned from it. I'm Same. like, I felt afterwards, I was like, that was a really bad, shitty thing to do. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And that was a long time ago. I mean, ago. at least in our case, we waited for the person to do a shitty thing. Yeah, I did. I waited. You know, there was one where I was like, I, I was waiting and waiting. I was like, damn, this person never does shitty things. And finally, there was like the tiniest little shitty thing. I was like, okay, that's over. <laughs> No, it's true. We can recognize it because we've been there. Okay, I spoke a little bit too soon because Jackie is willing to be the bad guy now. Oh, okay. (laughs) She says she can't love him because she's attracted to Josh. Mm. She just saw him. There's chemistry. She doesn't want to be with Marshall anymore. Wow. Cold hearted. I was like, are you doing this for TV? Is this really who you are? Yeah, I, I, I got, I, I, I don't like Jackie. He says, okay, he wants the ring back then, and she says, no, she's keeping it. Okay, first of all, there's a couple uh, of things I don't understand. This left here. us speechless. Like, first of all, did he buy this ring with his own money? Like, it's not his ring; it's the show's ring, right? 
I don't know. Like, why does he need the ring back? I didn't understand any part of that. First of all, she was being a jerk, obviously. I feel like it's the show's ring. It's the, the show show's ring. The ring so back. the show should be like, no, you're, you are giving that ring back. You're not keeping that ring. Why is she allowed to keep the ring? Yeah. What happens if she ends up getting engaged to Josh? Does she give Josh she the ring to rings? give back to her? Yeah. She could just keep <laughs> collecting rings. Like by the end of the show, she's like five, she's like, like $200,000 of rings. Like, it's bullshit. But I will say this, if I was in that situation, I, I would I would forget about the relationship. I'd be like, this is over. And I would have a long talk. I would have that talk so long to get that ring back that she'd eventually be exhausted <laughs> and have to give it back to me. I, I would just keep talking. I'd be like, you got to give me that ring back. Mm, I have a feeling Jackie gets her way a lot in life. Yeah, and I think, I think he right. realized, I honestly think it was self-preservation. He was like, this isn't worth me like the emotional turmoil of trying to fight for it he you know, was smart honestly you know, you know i think I would, I would i would beg for it i'd eventually beg i'd get on my knees and beg for the ring back you know knowing jackie that's how you would get it back i know that's why i would do it i would oh. it would be a little shame but i would get the ring back i mean this is assuming i paid for it okay you would do it as like a tactic like i want that ring and i know the only way to get it is for me to look pathetic and for her to feel like she's won. Yeah. So I just get on my knees and beg. I'd be like, please, like, I have a sick dog and like, I, I can't pay for the operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just, it's so, isn't that interesting that that's what would work with her? Yeah, it's, she's, she's, she's very simple she's in a not way. A, a, I'm not a fan. I'm not mm. a fan. Okay. We should have her on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this wraps with her being like, take it easy, see you around. And as he leaves, she just goes, <sighs> yeah, like, oh, what an inconvenience mm -hmm. that was. Okay, so now five days until weddings, Chelsea and Kwame have an engagement shoot. And it's not just any engagement shoot. Amazing. <laughs> Did anyone watch this and not laugh? Is it possible? I mean, it's pretty fantastic. I have moments where like, I feel secondhand embarrassment for Chelsea, but then at the same time, part of me is like... I wish I was Chelsea. I want to be Chelsea when I grow up because she just owns who she, she said is it. she said she's like i'm extra and i'm i don't care yeah i do it i yeah. go for it after my knee-jerk reaction of, of like unfettered judgment subsides <laughs> i'm like you know i gotta respect the fact that she's like i've always known i wanted to do a calvin klein underwear-esque photo well, she, shoot she didn't just say that she said it was her lifelong dream yes yeah. yes and she did she it. said that she's done she's like i know it might be silly but i want to do this that's it life complete yeah. And they had like matching Calvin Klein underwear and it was yeah. all set. It was, I don't know what about this made it an engagement shoot, but part of me respects it. No, I do. And she she did it well. I have to be honest. Like I could tell she's been thinking about the poses <laughs> yeah. for a long time. Yes. There was no awkwardness. She was like, oh, is this a silly position? She was just like. hard but you're like keeping it in i can t your stomach gives you away oh yeah this? it like flexes and does this thing <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny okay so now they talk they're very into each other this turns into a conversation about his mother by the way can we can we first of all give some credit to kwame here again oh this bad guy kwame yeah, yeah, yeah. he like not one second was he like this is totally embarrassing my boys are going to destroy me for this yeah. like he just was like let's do it get gone in his knickers yeah. or whatever you call those what do you call the skivvies <laughs> what do the brits call those Skiv skivvies or knickers i, I think know. they call them pants oh underwear is called pants yeah no 
Oh, what's pants called? Knickers? Trousers. Trousers. Okay. Pants. Anyway, the point is he got down to his Knickers underwear. Knickers is like ladies' panties. Oh, okay. Oh, right. It's a ladies' panties. Yeah, yeah. And the boys... I don't think a guy has knickers. The point is, he just went with it. No questions asked. No no protest. Just like, let's do it. <laughs> we don't know that. I mean, behind closed doors, maybe That's it was true. like, do I have to do although, this? Although Kwame is pretty ripped. Well, they both are so ripped that, yeah. you know, I think that happens when people have like, they work really hard on their bodies. They really you know, want like, to show like, them off. Oh, oh, a boudoir shoot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> It's like, ding, ding. Okay, so they're talking about his mother now in their underwear. Uh, There's a confessional where he reveals his parents had so much control over his dating life that he didn't really start dating until college. Mm, And she asks if he'll say yes without his mom's approval. And she says it would be the biggest letdown of the century to throw away what they've built. Mm. This ends with not really a conclusion, which tends to happen with Chelsea and Kwame, actually. Not shown anyway. They clearly want us to think that they're not going to work out. And honestly, the more the show does that, the more I think they're going to end up together. You know who's most upset about this? Is the century. (laughs) They're like, excuse me? Hold my beer. (laughs) Okay, so Tiffany and Brett now... Oh, okay. I have to talk about this because I do love this. So Tiffany's really stressed out. She's cleaning. I clean when I'm stressed out. I do too. I am Tiffany. Tiffany is me. Cleaning is very cathartic. It it's is. It's really great. It's like meditative. Yeah. You just focus on the cleaning and, and, and it's so productive. It's like mm-hmm. when you clean, it's not like it's like, oh, I did this wrong. Like I got to do it again or it's confusing. It's like you clean and literally a brown thing turns not brown. It's great. <laughs> I wait till things turn brown before I clean them. I don't believe in cleaning things that don't look brown. There was a moment where she smells a candle to go. I'm laughing because I'm obsessed with Tiffany. She finds a candle and she's like, she's like. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I am this woman. So Charlene, guess what part of my intricate morning routine I look forward to the most? Does it involve taking a pill of sorts yes it does good guess but seriously i do take a lot of supplements yes you do and some i know like vitamin d for example Mm -hmm. i know if i take vitamin d i'm gonna have more vitamin d yeah which is good but it's not that exciting yeah when i take nutrafol i know i'm going to see results that make me happier on a daily basis yes because nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically proven to improve hair growth thickness and scalp cover And I can attest, I've got thickness and scalp coverage. You do. What was the first one? (laughs) Growth. And growth. People all want more hair. They want thicker hair. You know, more they want scalp coverage. And for a brand to rise to the top, to be the number one dermatologist recommended brand is a pretty big deal. It's a crowded space. I mean, yes. There's nowhere more crowded. No. It's like finding someone at a packed Madison Square Garden. Yes. Like that guy. That's the guy you want to go to. He's the guy. Yes. And that guy is Nutrafol. (laughs) Was that not clear? (laughs) And Nutrafol supports hair growth from within by Mm -hmm. supporting the five root causes of hair thinning. And those are stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth, which is a number none of us can ignore. 86%. 86 people, 100 people standing around, 86 of them are getting hair growth. 
So you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code Shandy to get $10 off your first month subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. (laughs) Again, that's $10 off at Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code Shandy. So what did I do, Charlene, right before we started recording? You paused the Lomi. Yes. You paused it. I paused it. I paused it because we have to do this, but I want (laughs) Lomi. We have to do this. This thing you're watching, we had to do it. (laughs) Yeah, we do have to do this. Yes. But we do it out of love. Yes. There's a lot of things I have to do. People have to parent children. (laughs) (laughs) The point being, our Lomi, which, by the way, is our countertop electric composter, this thing is really it's from the future, but it's sitting on our countertop right over there. Right. It's running all the time. Yeah, we're much. running our Lomi all the time. We put in our food waste. We're putting in the food scraps, you know, the parts of a pepper you don't eat or I don't know, after dinner when egg it's... Eggshells. Eggshells. Coffee grinds. Oh, avocado uh, skin. <laughs> My examples were better than that. But everything, mm-hmm. everything you throw in the garbage that's something related to food yes. goes in that thing and turns into soil, which I then use to... To put in my plants mm. on the roof, which, by the way, I'm I'm not kidding you. I've dumped like a full like, you know, what are those called? Dump trucks? Yeah. Uh-huh. Or what are you things that move a lot of earth? A wheelbarrow. A wheelbarrow. That's not even close to what I was thinking about. <laughs> but but OK, fine. I've moved. I would say how many wheelbarrows have I put into the soil? At this point, I would say several. OK, this is not hitting home the way I was expecting. That's a but lot of several soil. wheelbarrows. Of soil that would have been gross, stinky, rotten food sitting in our garbage, going into landfills, uh-huh. causing methane to go into the atmosphere, yeah. destroying our planet. That is now feeding plants. Mm-hmm. With the press of a button, you turn it into soil. You kind of skimmed over that part, but oh, that's really the punchline. That, that is the punchline. You're right. <laughs> There's literally one big button. It's like, you know what it is? It's like the button in that action movie, like those cheesy action movies where the guy presses the button that starts the countdown yeah, launch yeah, yeah. of like the doomsday weapon. Yeah. It's literally that. It's a giant button right in the center and that's all you press. <laughs> that's it. It's over. I feel about the Lomi button the way I used to feel when I was a kid in an elevator. Like I really wanted to press the buttons. Oh, yeah. Like I always am kind of angling to press the Lomi button. Oh, you should tell me. (laughs) I would let you press the button. Maybe. So if you want to make a positive environmental impact or just make post-dinner cleanup that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash Shandy and use promo code Shandy to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you go to Lomi, L-O-M-I dot com slash Shandy and enter promo code Shandy. At checkout. Food waste is gross. In more ways than one. Let Lomi save you a trip to the garbage can. So Brett, being Brett, comforts her and she he hugs her. She cries, says the stress is getting to her. She sobs while he just holds her. I can, just I, can I just say one thing right now? What? Like, okay, Kwame had a couple flags. Yeah. He did a couple things wrong. Is Brett goat for this whole like reality dating TV universe? I mean, who's better than Brett? When has he faltered one single time? What has he done wrong? Has there been one tiny thing he's done wrong in this entire show? I don't know why you're saying that. No one doesn't like Brett. No, I'm not. I'm not saying like I'm the only guy who likes Brett. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that I have never seen a a hero. Let's call it a hero. But there are heroes on these shows. Yeah. They, they cast heroes. Mm-hmm. 
Have you ever seen a hero never do anything wrong? Not one little thing. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen it in any show? Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Love is Blind, whatever. No, it's true. He's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? It's disconcerting. You know what he is? He's got bodies under the floorboards. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what I was thinking. And you know what? He can have that. (laughs) He's crossed the threshold from being too perfect. We don't trust him anymore. Yeah, he's got a Bundy-like way about him. (laughs) Okay, and this ends with a cliffhanger of Tiffany being like, I, I almost don't want a wedding. I'm so stressed out right now. But we nah, all know that on. that's... You're having yeah, a she's wedding. She's having Stop a moment. Us. Okay. So four days until weddings, Micah and Paul make their wedding bands. And moving on. Kwame calls his mom and is met with an answering machine. I gotta say, I don't understand parents like this. It drives me crazy. Just when you see parents not, the opposite of bliss is mother, basically. Like, I default to trusting the child that I raised. You know what you should have as a parent? You should have red lines. Okay. So like, like this is my red line. And if they cross this, I'm going to be a parent. I'm not going to let them do it. Mm-hmm. Like that's like well, hardcore drug addiction, like, you know, running off to the circus. I don't know when you run off to the circus. You should either be very good at circus stuff out of the gate and uh, go to the circus or just. I mean, in another time, running off to the circus might have been your best option. Actually, the circus is OK now. We've got like Cirque du Soleil. It depends what kind of circus you're talking uh, about. Cirque du Soleil is not the circus. It's not. That's the Cirque du Soleil. It's not not the circus. <laughs> Where are you going with this? I think running out the circus was sort of a broader okay, term it was, for yeah. just things that are not the right thing to do. Totally. And that's it. Everything else, I'm I love you. Go forth. But maybe as far as his mother's concerned, is going on a reality show, uh, having sex out of wedlock, getting married after that's her red line. after a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, actually, when you list them all out like that. It's terrible. Yeah. Every parent should not let this happen. (laughs) Wait, so in conclusion, after this talk, are we on his mom's side? Yeah, basically, that's what I'm saying. That's where the red line is. Okay, so Brad and Tiffany take a seaplane. Now he's basically just giving her a nice day because he's Brad. He knows she's stressed. In the evening, he surprises her with framed photos that he had taken of her when they first got engaged. Super romantic. In her confessional, she cries, saying that Brett sees things in her she doesn't always see in herself. That's beautiful. I love how Tiffany's able to articulate these things. That's amazing. I feel that way about you. Oh, really? And I don't think I've ever fully articulated it. I needed Tiffany to tell me. Oh, so I see things in you you don't see in yourself. Yeah. Okay, I, I agree with that. This is pretty much Brett saying he is so sure about her. He has no doubts. She says she appreciates how cool and collected he was while she was dealing with her stress. Andy, you called this the most bachelor-like conversation we've seen on this whole show. It was. Mm-hmm. But it landed different. You know what it did? It made me homesick. <laughs> I okay. missed the contrived conversations. So now we're three days until weddings with Bliss and Zach. Zach's meeting Bliss's dad and stepmom. This is going to go great. great. Yes. Especially after all we've heard about Bliss's dad. You know, yeah. Bliss, we've learned, is not an exaggerator. No. We heard about her dad dating way back. So basically, her dad is everything she described him to be. Mm-hmm. He thinks no one is good enough for his daughter. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I I just found him super condescending. I couldn't stand how he always interrupted his daughter. You know what I'll say about her dad? Like the opinion he has, let's be honest, is probably the opinion a lot of dads in this situation on many of these shows have had. They just they just have not expressed it. Yes. They've been polite. Yeah. And I respect his opinion. That's fine. Of course, it's the obvious opinion. Like, duh, of course, this is ridiculous. Of course, this is probably not going to work out. 
but at least don't be rude. He was super rude to Zach and he was super rude to his daughter and disrespectful. Like, don't do that on national TV. Like, no one's going to, your your boys are not going to be like, nice going, dude. You look great. Like, who's he doing that for? Well, and that, what gets me is really the person he ends up working for by being like this is the the show. Yeah. The very show that he's criticizing, the producers are like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. Yes. He's doing their bidding. He's giving them what they want. And he's suffering because no one's going to look at him and be like, nice work. Yeah. I mean, he was so unlikable. I've got to say. <laughs> I don't want to pick sides, but between the the female side of Bliss's family, so her mother and her two sisters versus her stepdad, stepmom, and then their two kids. It was unpleasant. Like, usually I'm entertained by that kind of thing. And I probably was. You were. You were totally entertained. I was entertained. (laughs) I was entertained. Here, Bliss says, I'm not dumb. I'm not going to get married just to get married. And her father says, well, that's what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. The opposite of what I'm talking about, the idea of a parent being like, well, I default to trusting my child. You know, if if no one is good enough for his daughter, shouldn't he himself listen to his daughter? He thinks he's like father knows best, but it's not father acts worst. (laughs) Nice, Andy. Thank you. Okay, and then that's the cliffhanger for episode 10, and we are on to episode 11. Andy, you call this episode where the rubber meets the road. Okay, we're two. What does that even mean? I don't know. The rubber is always meeting the road. I mean, you're the one that said it. Why is it the rubber meets the road? Is this a knock-knock joke? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why did the rubber meet the road? (laughs) To get to the other side, literally. No. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Will will you be here all week? (laughs) I will be here all week. Try the halibut. It's fresh. But um, why is that? Why why is rubber's always that's where the wheel is. The rubber is on the road, and that's where the wheels roll. Good saying. Good I, saying. I'm sure a Shandy will tune in to tell you. Yeah. Where it's redundant. The origins of that saying. But the rubber meets the road is like that's like saying where the feet meet the ground. Like what does that mean? <laughs> and what we want is the origins, right? Origins, yeah. We still haven't gotten a satisfying origin well, we for got the pearl clutching. We got one semi-satisfying, but a lot of sort people of. seem to think that we didn't know what it meant to yeah, clutch pearls. Yeah, we know what pearls. clutching yeah. pearls means. We just want to know why, why it's called clutching yes, pearls. Yes, I guess we didn't express that properly because yeah, everyone we was didn't. like, was "Well, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and we also know that. Tiffany and Brett were making a sexual innuendo about the dark meat, but we just didn't choose to go there. Of course we knew that. Well, no, I didn't know. (laughs) Oh, she didn't know. I knew. (laughs) I will say most sexual innuendos just fly over my head. It's true. It's so cute. You always miss them. You know, I spent a lot of my high school years and early 20s feeling insecure about that. And now I'm totally fine with that. I would rather most sexual innuendos I find it my head. so endearing. Yeah. I knew you didn't get that. Yeah. I knew it. And I and I am now impervious to being mocked for it. You know, you are you're like a cartoon character. Like if I went to like, you know, like the the, the little mermaid and said, like, oh, I like that dark meat, she'd be like, I like white meat. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I'm talking the about. The little mermaid. Yeah, the little mermaid doesn't know a sexual innuendo joke about meat. Okay, so two days until weddings, Chelsea and Kwame. Chelsea Two Once. days until weddings. Yeah. Two day, so now you literally, the whole sky, you can see a bright fireball. That's, <laughs> this is like the, the whole, everyone's running. There's like these scenes where there's traffic jams where people are like just smashing cars yeah. into each other, like jumping out, like hijacking, like carjacking, just all chaos is broken out. Totally. Yeah. You can feel the heat 
of the fireball. Isn't it weird to think that's how humans would be in that situation? Absolutely. Like we have all these like social nope. norms. We have all we, this behavior, etiquette, manners. We all know that if a meteor were two days away. We are all living on the razor's edge. It All it takes is one meaningful calamity. If the pandemic, instead of like a, a half a percent fatality rate mm-hmm. was like a 5% fatality rate, civilization would have collapsed. Wow. Collapsed. It would have been totally. I mean, we chaos. already started to see. Yeah, even with a point, it was like maybe even 0.3% mm-hmm. fatality rate. Yeah, that's We true. were starting to see fabric of society start cracking. Yeah. Imagine 15, 20 times that fatality rate. Yeah. You'd be people in the street just like, just like grabbing people's money and, and stealing food and, and killing each other. I'm telling you, total chaos. Yeah. Society would have broken down. And here we are recapping a reality show. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Two days to weddings. Yes. (laughs) Proceed. Okay. So now Bliss and Zach. She seems focused on not wanting him to feel committed to her or marry her because he made the decision to. And he says that's exactly what marriage is. Nailed it. Yeah. I got to say... I like Bliss. I do. But I find her pragmatism... Too much. There comes a point in this experiment where you got to sort of like choose a side. Yeah. They're suggesting that she's going to say no at the altar. I don't know. That's what they're sort of leading us to believe, I guess. But I mean, we agreed with Zach here, like not to make it sound so matter of fact, but a lot of what marriage is, is yes, making that decision to be committed to someone and to marry them. I will say that... You that know, doesn't make you, by the way, it doesn't make it less romantic and it doesn't make you a bad partner. No, it doesn't. He's right. Zach is right. I will say this about Bliss. Like, I know her father was a total dick. Mm-hmm. But I will say that I don't see her ever letting her guard down with Zach. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a wall up all the time. With the and show, if, too. With everyone. With everyone. Yeah. And if I was her parent in some way... I guess, I guess her parents, I would look at the way she's interacting with Zach and I would question whether there's a real bond there because I have not seen her let the wall down once yet. Mm. Or maybe that's just the way Bliss is. I think it is the way Bliss is. Maybe. Yeah. But I think there's another gear for Bliss. I refuse to believe this is the most emotional she gets with a partner. I feel like there's another gear and she's not showing it at all. And if I was Zach, I'd feel wanting very badly of something more. Mm. And she's not giving it. And if I was an outsider, I would look at the two of them and be like, something missing here. Mm. Unless this is the way you are. You're just like, it's a cold relationship. I would I would feel that there was something missing I would not approve. Well, because I, so I really like Bliss and I relate to Bliss in some ways. Mm. I am choosing to believe that it's because there's cameras in their faces all the time. I think you might be right. Yeah. Because that's how I was. Yeah. Okay, so now Tiffany and Brett meet his dad and brother. His dad jokes, how much are you paying a beautiful woman like that? (laughs) It was such an off-color comment. (laughs) She talks about how Brett grounds her. He really listens. He never tries to tone her down. I thought that was cute. Brett's brother straight up asks how she was raised, low, middle, or high class. Yeah, let's get to the breast tax here. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that since... He can kind of say whatever he wants because he's not in the relationship. Yeah. He's asking a question that shows that he really cares. Like oh. he really actually, like if this is going to be a thing, he he wants it to work and he wants it to work well with the families. Mm. So that's the question for him that's the most important. And there's some validity to that. Totally. Actually, in the same way I respect Chelsea's lifelong dream of having a Calvin Klein ad <laughs> engagement photo shoot thing, yeah. I... 
almost respect, even though like it like it is sort of socially not that acceptable to be like, what class was your family I mean, raised in? But I do think Well, you can only say that you can only ask that question if you were raised rough. You can't be like, oh. you know, like you can't be like the Murdochs oh, and be like, true. what class were you raised in? So <laughs> was it not the upper? <laughs> Uh, it's a good point uh, but yeah i do think a lot of people angle for this sort of information without directly asking it so in a way yeah. i just found it was it, very forward yeah it was and, and also forward. you know in their situation understandable like he had a rough go yeah Red. i don't yeah. think anything was easy when he mm-hmm. was a kid totally okay so now one day until weddings micah and paul are packing up it's their last day he says that he rolls his luggage he doesn't fold and i just mm. wanted to mention that my one of my very best girlfriends who is a flight attendant has always told me that. I know. And I've, and I've taken that up. There's an actual cute moment between them where she teases him for saying, my tank top, because he only seems to have one of each type of clothing. Yeah. Sometimes I see them together and I'm like, that's actually kind of cute. You know, you're right. I th- there are playful moments between the two of them where I'm like, maybe I've got this wrong. Maybe this is the one. And it's funny. It's almost like they heard me because last week I was like, I feel like this show doesn't show enough of the fun times. Yeah. And, and it's like this. I and I like, will say that when Micah's relaxed and she seems to be like just sort of being herself and like happy, mm-hmm. she's not bad. Totally. When she's not talking shit about other people, she's actually not unlikable. <laughs> Imagine that. All right. Now, the bachelor and bachelorette parties. Just a couple of highlights here. Kwame saying, Seattle, you're overpriced. He's got a decent point. We love Seattle. We love Seattle, but it is a little too pricey. For what it is. Seattle is a solid town. Yeah. It just may be priced a little too high. I I think his analogy was was right. What was his analogy? It was a Lamar Odom versus Michael Jordan. It's like (laughs) Seattle's Lamar Odom, but it's priced like Michael Jordan. Mm. I would say it's a little bit of a diss, like it's a little better than Lamar Odom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's somewhere between Lamar Odom and Jordan, but priced like Jordan. Well, let me say for my upcoming contract with Seattle Opera, yeah. on this contract, I had to book my own housing. And so I just booked an Airbnb, which for five, six weeks in Seattle, close to Seattle Opera is pretty pricey. Oh, yeah. And I was, it hurt. I yeah. was like, I don't know if you're worth this, Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this really hit me. Yeah. Well, it's like going to a really good restaurant, but it's not a great restaurant. Mm. But you're paying great restaurant prices. Yes. And you feel you leave. You're like, that was good food, but I don't feel good about that. Yeah. Do you think Seattle Seattleians are going to come after us? No, Seattleans, no. I'm Seattle is a badass. It's a great city. Yeah. It's just not that expensive a city. Mm. Or shouldn't be. Shelby once again drunkenly says, this isn't it. To Micah. So (laughs) Shelby's really, I mean, if she's drunk, she's very against this relationship. And if she's sober, she's like, oh, you look beautiful. It's going to be gorgeous. She is a terrible drunk (laughs) or a great drunk for TV. I mean, she's perfect for TV. I got a reality show. Drunk Shelby. That's it. (laughs) Strong Shelby. I don't want to reward her. No, she shouldn't be rewarded. Yeah. It's bad. Micah, I got to say, Micah. Pulls ahead with me here because to Shelby's face, she's like, what I really hope for is my friend's support. Like, if I'm happy, you'll support me. Can I tell you something? In Shelby's terribleness, I found the light in Micah because Micah could have easily been like, okay. Well, I think that Shelby comes off so uh, she's painful to watch that she ends up inadvertently making Micah look actually just way better. Next to Shelby, I'm like, wow, Micah's great. It's like a candle next to the sun. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait it doesn't work it doesn't make any sense no sense whatsoever okay so now it's chelsea and kwame's wedding day 
She likens this feeling to being a kid on Christmas morning, but times a hundred. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. That reminds me of Team America. It's like, it'll be like 9-11 times a thousand. It's like, what is that? 911,000. <laughs> I got to say, though, Christmas morning when you're a kid. It's enough. You don't have to multiply it by a hundred. I mean, good. I think that I would combust. Yeah, I'd, I'd say divide it by two as an adult, and that's as much as joy as you're going to have. Yeah, I mean, on the morning of our wedding day, I would say it was like divide by 10, and I was still really yeah. stoked. Yeah, I, you're never, <laughs> trust me, you're never going to get Christmas morning as an adult ever, no matter how good your life oh, gets. No, sad. but it's, it's different. Adult yeah. happiness is different than childhood happiness. Different. We meet Kwame's sister and brother and learn that his dad approves and is excited, in fact. Yeah. And his sister says, mom has been there for you 100%. And Kwame goes, 110. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know, this is the worst thing Kwame's done. <laughs> okay, so now Barbara, Kwame's sister, visits Chelsea, gifts her a clutch. I thought this was a really sweet exchange between yeah. the two of them. Yeah. And now heading into the wedding, the gist we're being given here is that Kwame's starting to have cold feet. He seems really nervous. And at the altar, we had a good laugh over there's the guy who's marrying them, the officiant. Yeah. And he's like, as they decide whether or not to become a married couple. <laughs> Andy, you said, oh, so this is the engagement. Exactly. And of course, this wraps with Chelsea saying, I do. And then Kwame is like, and then that's our cliffhanger. We were tempted to watch until we heard what he said and then comment on it. But we're going to save it all for the finale. Mm-hmm. Like good recappers. We're obedient. We didn't peek. At no, what's coming up? We have no idea. We really don't. We've remained unspoiled. I'm happy it's to report. It's kind of amazing. Well, like, by it's the way, been a challenge. I'm not going to lie. I will say thank you to our Shandies. I know, you guys the best. are. It's amazing. Like how easy would it have been for one person to be like, "I'm going to be a dick and yeah, just spoil it"? No, no one spoiled. Nobody on the internet. The internet. <laughs> We have the best fans. Mm -hmm. The best. We do? Okay, so let's now wrap with our predictions and then who we would go for. Okay. Okay, so we think Kwame's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. I'm not going to comment on whether or not I think that it it's so right. It was so obvious that I didn't need to watch the beginning of the next episode. I could go to sleep knowing that he's going to say yes mm -hmm. and not care. Yeah. I agree. I think that we've been led to believe that he will not say yes, yeah. but that he will say yes. Not a cliffhanger. Yeah. Next up, how do we feel about Micah and Paul? I actually... I think that they I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards this is working. I, or not working. It's They're getting married, mm, but I don't know. I'm wondering now because I agree, but the fact that we're feeling that way tells me that they're doing it to like... They're duping us. Yeah. That's what these shows do. Yeah. They dupe us. I haven't point. seen this show before, so I don't know how much dupage there is. <laughs> On The Bachelor, it's a stiff dupage. <laughs> so I'm going to stick with my... Because, you know, I come from The Bachelor world where there is a you lot do. of dupage. Yeah, yeah. I'm used to being duped. Dupe city. Yeah. So I'm going to think that because these past three episodes made us really think that they're really rock solid, that they are not going to end up together. And oh, I think okay. the person who's going to say no is Micah. I would agree that that would be the person to say no. Yes. Because right. I think Paul's pretty in on her. While Micah, I can see being a little more strategic. I think she can see herself. I can picture her wanting to make it to the end, wanting to be the woman who says no. And just as she would be like to her friends, like, I want your support, all this stuff. And then she'd be like, I just can't. Yeah. She wants the clout. I mean, it's this no is no secret. Yeah. She wants it. She wants the Instagram followers. She wants it. Mm. Give it to her. Go get it. 
Go get it. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Paul is that out of all the guys on this season, I like Paul, yeah. but I don't love Paul. Yeah. Paul, I can't figure Paul out. Me neither. I don't know what's going on. I there. feel like I don't know Paul much better than I did in the pods, which is pretty I, remarkable, actually. Yeah. I feel I, like I know everyone I felt so much like better. I know him better in the pods. <laughs> okay. And so Brett and Tiffany, obviously, rock 100%. solid. And finally, I think the big question mark is Zach and Bliss. I flip a coin. What are you supposed to base this on? Mm. We don't have enough. It's just a guess. It is a total just. <laughs> so leaning into my dupage theory. Yeah, yeah. Because Bliss is shown being really apprehensive and having a lot of uncertainty yeah. around this, I think she will say yes. Yes. It's a more subtle dupage. It's like a dupage. <laughs> Good. And you agree with me? I do agree. Okay. Finally, who would we go for? I'm shifting to Tiffany. Oh, I do not blame you. I want to date Tiffany. Yeah. I'm all in on Tiffany. (laughs) Yeah. Tiffany's fantastic. I'm obsessed with Tiffany. I want to be Tiffany's friend. I want them on a love fest. I want everything to do with both of them. Brett is who I would go for. Amazing. Well, we're going to have a little bit of a situation there. Okay, if you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, and TikTok. Leave us Apple and leave us Spotify reviews, <laughs> please. I want Spotify reviews, please. We really need some more reviews from you. <laughs> 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 And tell your friends and do all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Dear Shandy.